Hello! Don't forget that if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, have your music featured on an episode, or just want to follow us for all our latest happenings, you can find us on Twitter at MBB Podcast, Instagram at Men Behaving Badly, and on Facebook. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so that you can download and listen to us whenever you like. And of course, please drink responsibly. Thank you. And welcome to episode 36 of Men Behaving Badly. Hoppy New Year. We're back for 2019, albeit a little bit later than uh, than usual. But uh, yeah, it's nice to be back. As always, I'm with Tom. Hi, everyone. And with Ashley. Hello. Good morning. And uh, <laughs> what? Good morning. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying it could something be morning, different. Right? I'm just trying something different okay, with Tom. All right. yeah, no, I mean, it's like, 24. Yeah. Well, depending on when you listen to it. Or is it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. A timeless podcast. <laughs> well, well, we've just we thought we'd just uh, come back uh, into 2019 and try uh, come back. Where have we been? Bother to do a podcast. And yeah, we've got th- three beers. That I'm sure we're all very much looking forward to trying. We've got the uh, Powwow Pale Ale from Langton Brewery. We've got the uh, Kinky Boots from Phipps Brewery, and we've got the uh, Loosehead Gold Nail from. Black Pit Brewery, which I'm very much looking forward to. Black Pit's one I've not really had a try of before. So uh, you said they were quite new, didn't you, Tom? Yes. Um, we picked these beers up from Duncan Mary Wines. So thank we, you very much, Duncan did. Murray. Thank, thank you, Duncan And uh, they had a little uh, brochure on Box Pit. Uh, not Box Pit, sorry, Black, Black Pit, Black Pit. Um, <clears throat> Brewery. And it sounded like, yeah, they poured their first beer uh, in June 2017, I think it said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're fairly new. Um, well, we've been going longer in, than they Is have. it Toast Away, <laughs> Ashley? Yeah, no. Silverstone Road. It's in... Uh, Silverstone. Technically, they're in Milton Keynes. Okay. Yeah, right, okay. So, it's an MK um, postcode, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've gone again on the theme of um, picking some local beers that were um, available at Duncan Murray's. So, mm. um, yeah, we've not had... neither. We've not, none of us had any of these, have we? No. No. Um, We've had I've had the, some of the new crafty offerings from Langtons. Yeah. Um, the Jabba, which is the West Coast, and the Rainbow Bridge, which is the Gone Cask, which is quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, and you've got me another Black Pit for my birthday. I did. Well, yeah. yeah. Was it the Chestnut? Yeah, the Chestnut Ale. Ale. Yeah. Um, Can't remember what it's called. Um, so what? What do you want to start with? Um, Should we go with Black Pit since it's yeah? Let's let's go. Let's start with Black Pit Brewery. Cool. So yeah, Gold Now, four point two percent. Um, just read what it says on the back here. Uh, rugby and beer, a great combination, unless you're playing, of course. Perfect for any ale enthusiast to tackle, Loosehead is our number one sparkly and clean tasting golden session beer. Well, we'll be the judge of that. I yeah. should have known it was rugby based. Loosehead. Loosehead prop, isn't it? Sure. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's where the, I think... Where I am, I am no... There's a loose head and a tight head prop. I am so. no rugby expert by any tight stretch head. of the imagination. Maybe tight head's like a really dark, impy scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, clear... Nice and clear, nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice that you we that we celebrated Mark's birthday last night, so he may be a little lost for words. I yeah, um, I am still sort of recovering. You're sort of recovering, so, aren't you? So. Yeah, I might be um, even more useless than usual, but um, which is saying something. But yes. <laughs> but yes, it is looking nice and clear. It yes. is looking golden, as it says. Yeah, um, it's ticking all the boxes. Nice so looking far. beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, here's to 2019, boys. Cheers. 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 Cheers, all the best. Cheers, all the best. What are you getting on the nose? Kind of instant reaction. Getting some light, sort of hoppy, kind of citrusy notes. I don't know if I am. It's very, it's very subtle. I'm not getting a strong, strong flavour off it, but I haven't got really a big head uh, on it, so I may struggle to get some of the aroma, but um, I'm not getting strong. No, it's certainly not overwhelming. 
um, in terms of that kind of aroma and flavour. It's nice. It's really sort of. It's definitely clean. It's nice, I was yeah. about to say clean. Mm. Really nice and clean. It's crisp. Um, it, we've had it in the the freezer. Um, trying to chill the beers down quickly, but yeah. um, I'd say slight, if it's slightly cold, it'd be nice. Um, but it's no, it's a good temperature, which goes well with sort of the clean, crisp notes, and yeah. it's got a slight, slight hoppy bitterness, isn't it? Very slight, which is quite nice. It's quite nice to just yeah. It almost tastes like there's a tiny bit of malt, but yeah. um, I like it, and I don't know why. Mm. I don't know why I like it, but I do like it. Um, yeah, there's a kind of because it doesn't taste sweetness how I there. It. it doesn't. It's not totally like a like a fruity sweetness. No, is it? yeah. It's almost like a you know, like you say like a multi toffee sweetness. Yeah, like a uh, yeah, I not think... savoury sweet. No, no, can't be savoury sweetness, can you? <laughs> what more about fruity sweetness? Yeah, yeah. there's something. Yeah, it it just feels like it has some of those characteristics of something a bit darker than it is. Um, not super dark, not to the extent of you know being a dark beer but something darker than that amber color so i find it quite surprising which i like you know i, I wasn't expecting it to have some of those notes no so i'm enjoying it yeah it's yeah. quite like um it's got a little bit of like a, a caramel type coating mm. afterwards like of the mouth sort yeah. of that that um aftertaste and just how it sits afterwards um yeah it's a bit caramelly yeah to me <laughs> No, I think it's just a really solid, Mark. clean. Clean is definitely the word there for mm. me. Um, yeah, just really solid, clean beer. This one. Um, you say the flavour isn't overpowering, but it's also, you know, is, is noticeable. I think the issue you might get sometimes with clean beers is that they can maybe lack that flavour and kind of taste a little bit like almost watery in a sense, but. Um, no, this one's this one's really ticking all the boxes in terms of what it says on the on the bottle, and uh, I think that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a beer last night. Um, <clears throat> it was the side pocket from Tring Brewery, mm-hmm. and that was, I guess, a similarish beer. It was. This is four point two percent, and last night was three point six. But that was a bit kind of like yeah, it was nice, <clears throat> but and it was nice and light, and it was it was quite nice to have like after a meal and and stuff. Um, in spoons, but yeah, it was just like you said, just talking about that sort of wateriness, and it was quite thin and didn't offer loads. Whereas yeah. this, you still get that sort of lightness, um, light ale, really, really drinkable, but you've, you've just got enough because that clean, refreshing flavour, there's enough going on, I think, for you to keep you interested. And that kind of, excuse me, sweet, kind of fruity slash malty mm. notes, it's quite an interesting bit. Mm-hmm. I was on the kind of opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I ended up having that 13 guns from, uh, what, something Dan, wasn't it? Yeah, remember. something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, which was absolutely, like, ridiculously on the other end of the scale. It was just bursting with different flavours and whatnot, and it it was just a bit too much. It just felt like... <laughs> I don't know whether it's because I was several a bit spirits... too much after five Sambucas. Yeah, and, uh, several spirits down. But I just felt, yeah, I just felt like it was like too overpowering and too like just chock full of pretty much everything. It was it was a bit ridiculous to be honest. But um... so, um, so Black Pit started. So they they started work on um, an old stable yard brewery, or sorry, converting an old stable yard into a brewery. Began in twenty sixteen. Um, and then I think, like I say in the book, it said they then started sort of their first beers were brewed in 2017, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it seems to be, it's just quite, quite small at the moment. Three friends who met at the school strive to find their academic calling, but were consistently drawn into the world of pubs, beer and events. Um, they found their vocation. There you go. So yeah, a few things about why it's Black Pit. What it's called, Black Pit and stuff, but um, yeah, I'm quite impressed, really. Yeah, I like it. That's a, that's a really yeah. solid start in terms of yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's one that I would drink a few of. I don't <clears throat> think it's necessarily one of those absolute standouts that makes you sit up and go, Jesus, I need to go out and get more of it. But yeah. I think it's another on that list of if I see it in a bar or in a restaurant or something like that, I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, because I know it's a good beer. Yeah, so I think it's, it's on that kind of list of really solid beers that you know you'll enjoy rather than 
ones you'd go out of your way to find. I, yeah. I think that's a solid four for me on Untapped for sure. Yeah, I'd, that, that, I'd probably that go three and three and, three and a half and four. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting because Mark, obviously, I gave got you the chestnut ale and I feel. Yeah, and I'm looking and and after having that. I'm really looking forward to having that chestnut. They've got now. they've got a summer. I don't think it was called Gold Nail, was it? Was it, it was Summer, summer Blonde? Blonde yeah, Summer Blonde. Um, and it'd be interesting to try those beers and just see like the consistency. So obviously, with them being quite new, um, sorry, <laughs> with them being uh, relatively new, it's keeping that consistent. Like you say, really strong start. Yeah. For us on here, but also, um, like you say, it doesn't it's you could drink loads of them, but it doesn't stand out. But if they've got a really good, consistent like core range, you know, then that will help people. Like, it will certainly fly off the shelves more at Duncan Murray's. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we start seeing him in some, you know, trying to draft and cat and cask. If well, and obviously if after, we, go, after yeah. we after we've spoken about it, um, yeah, that's I mean, it. Yeah. Sales will sky. Masons will get it in. So beer it's, rounds, <laughs> you know, it's all it's all up from here for yeah. for yeah. those guys. Yeah. Love the design as well of the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of a looking um, for that brochure as well. Just seeing all the different designs of the bottles they got. Oh, I see. There you go. There's the loose head prop. Fantastic. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's rugby, isn't it? It's kind of a. I wouldn't say cartoon. What would you say that? Stylized. Stylized. Yes, stylized. Yeah. Stylized. Yeah. Drawing of. Yeah, it's of a smart, scrum. isn't it? It's, it's smart. It's smart. Yeah, it's smart. It's nice. Brewed between Silverton and Stone. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. No, a really solid Good. start. I think. Lovely. I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's been a little while since we uh, since we last got together at mm-hmm. Christmas. Yes, mate. Um. So. Has uh, what? What have you guys been uh, sort of enjoying for the last uh, month or so? Um, do you want to start, Tom? Yeah. Uh, well, I had the beer, my beer fifty two um, box that I really enjoyed. Um, annoyingly, I sort of went back to that. And I, oh, I've really gone off. No, I've not gone off and tapped as in I don't like it. I just I've been really lax with putting stuff on there. Um, so I can't now quite remember what I had from the beer fifty two, but they were. Um, I think there was some more beers. Um, double O R. <laughs> um, and they were really nice. I think there was like a smoked porter. There was a stout, um, and there was a couple of. Like, so I think it was more the south west from the other country was the focus of that box. Yeah, and I think there might have been a beer from Nottingham Ground in there as well, which was really nice. So um, yeah, it was from what I remember, a really good mix of beers. Um, obviously had um, the massive Christmas beer. That I got for the yep. Beer Seek Santa. Uh, shared that with my dad on Boxing Day, and that was really nice, actually. Um, good crispy, Christmassy sort of flavours, and uh, yeah. it was quite nice to have sort of post-dinner. Um, so that was lovely. And and then I've kind of gone a little bit um, recently. I've gone towards, like, the classics, because then we went out in uh, Stratford, didn't we, for yes. friend's birthday um, to... Four quarters, four quarters. Yeah. So, gaming and uh, retro gaming and and craft beers, and I had stuff like Neck Oil, Gamma Ray, uh, Doctor Hopper, which I had. But it was nice to have the sort of, I guess, beers that you just been around for ages, but actually you don't, not always picking up from the shelves mm-hmm. and stuff. Because yeah. we, you know, this day and age, you're looking to get get something new all the time, aren't you? So it was nice to just go back to drinking those classics. And oh, I drank so much Neck Oil; it was ridiculous. No one else. <laughs> pissed up <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah um, but really just showed how good a beer that is because you can't you just want, I, I didn't really want anything else so I wanted to keep going back back to that and then I went to going back to London this weekend uh, last week in GOM um, we were in Camden for a gig so we went to um, the tap room Camden Brew tap room and again that's you know they're available, widely available on the shelves and you, you've had them before and not Gentleman's Wit is one of my favourite beers. So it was great to have that, not just from a bottle. I had it on, on keg, uh, had pale ale, and then had their sort of quite strong lager called Show Off. It was sort of juicy, but it was quite... It was weird because it's quite a boozy lager. You sort of think about those boozy notes in like sort of barrel-aged stuff, don't you? But yeah. it was almost had like had that kind of booziness, really al- alcoholic hit to it as well. That was quite nice. But again, it was nice to just go back and have those sort of, sort of classic beers from them. The pale ale tasted great. Um, you know, I guess those beers are as fresh as they could be. Um, so that was really good. So I've kind of um, thought about just drinking more of those classics for now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of 
a quick tour of what I've been on. Yeah, there's a lot of I could go if I'd been on a, if I put it all on a tap, I'd probably be doing a lot longer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've obviously drunk plenty over Christmas, um, and there's been some good new beers in the new year. So yeah, happy. I think that's uh, sort of similar to mine in terms of having like classic stuff because I think over Christmas, um, obviously I did get a fair few beers, um, and a lot of people tend to kind of get the supermarket based ones so i had a lot from like the co-op and from the tesco and whatnot so um yeah had kind of the standards like goose goose ipas mm. and uh, punk ipas and whatnot so yeah just just a fair standard of stuff that you know which is all very well known and definitely you know definitely not gonna say no to <laughs> any beers coming my way no that's it. Christmas. but um you um you got me a nice selection as well tom um nice selection of beers uh, that northern monk um, is that the uh, spice porter? Yeah, that yeah, was, that was really that nice. Was exceptional. Yeah. yeah, really, really big fan of that. Yeah, such good flavors in that. Um, but yeah, and then like uh, another box of like really old school like um, bitters and uh, like old speckled hen and mm. like, green king IPA, but in a bowl <laughs> rather than on draft. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've had like recently until um, like. I can't, I can't even say last night because like, it was mostly spirits last yeah. night for me. So, yeah, um, until probably now doing this podcast, it's um, been um, been quite of a quiet and classic look back at stuff. Yeah. Nothing really new. But, um, yeah, just saving that jambo that I got for the sequel oh, center yeah. for the, uh, the potential next episode or the one after that where we've got a very special one coming up. That's so, good, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, looking forward to that episode. What about you, Ashley? Uh, can I shock you? Go on. I've got absolutely no idea because I haven't recorded any of them. Yeah, no, so I've got absolutely no idea. Um, that makes sense. Obviously, in the same night as you at Four Quarters, a lot of a lot of Beaver Town, which was fine. Yeah, you know, we enjoyed that night. Um, and then again, just working through my my stock, so the bucket of stuff that I've got still in the kitchen slowly working through those and a massive variety in there i had a oh shit i can't remember <laughs> uh, it was it was something that you got me mark a smoked breakfast pale yeah. weird beard weird beard weird beard yeah that was really nice oh yeah super smoky that was one of those that as soon as you crack the the bottle top you're just getting sort of bonfire and uh, hmm. and those kind of flashbacks. So um, so that was really good. That's probably a standout for January. Um, last night was good because it's the first time I've had a Mean Time Pale Ale in oh, yeah. absolutely ages. Yeah, yeah. So that was a nice was, little, yeah, a little as well. trip down memory lane. Yeah. But aside from that, just working through the stock of mm. things that people have given me as gifts over however long a period. I think as the year goes on, we'll... Um... Obviously, doing the podcast and whatnot will kind of progress into having more of the uh, more new beers and just looking forward to summer because I'm just looking forward to just sitting um, down and drinking a smashable session IPA. Yeah, I went to Freemasons and and it sort of it was a bit of a dreary night. It wasn't great. You sort of just set up for a porter or stout or something dark, and I just saw like Nen Valley had a West Coast IPA and I was like, I'm having that, (laughs) but I'll have a dark one next and then. Had a uh, the Green Mountain Pale Ale, I think it is. I can't remember. It's quite hazy. Yeah. Uh, um, from Thornbridge. Thornbridge. Yeah. So again, something that's like, you know, fruity, hoppy, light. Yeah. And that's actually what I, really what I want at the moment. I'm not too fussed about stouts currently. Yeah. I should. Yeah. I feel like I should be because it. You know, we've always we've always talked about how we we had beers at the wrong time of the year, don't we? But yeah. we really. I just I just have a real craving for those sort of beers now. Um, Rather than, rather than a stout, but I'm sure I'll I'll come round to it. Yeah, <laughs> I just point. I just I was having a a bit of a daydream the other day, and I was thinking about when I built our barbecue, <laughs> and uh, so it was about June last year or something, and I was just thinking about how hot it was, and I took my top off because it's really hot, and I was you know doing some. Do you want me to put some, some of my funky tinkering? <laughs> well, it is quite, you know, a bit of sax or something. Um, <laughs> you know, I took my top off. I was quite sweaty. It was a bit Diet Coke advert. And um, and I had the grapefruit IPA from Bellhaven. And that, to oh. me, was, that was like 
the moment of last year where beer matched climate. Climate and sort of <laughs> situation. And you know, you're working hard and it's that kind of first quenching. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I rub the can on my forearm, my sweaty <laughs> forehead. Neighbours looking over Neighbors the fence. Neighbours all looking out. Oh. Absolutely. Jaws on the floor. Exactly. But look at me now, you know. Fat slob. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's a completely false <laughs> statement there from you there. Well, I've got I've got something that I'd like to talk about. Um, should but we should we crack open beer? another beer? Yeah. Because, yeah. So Let, what let's wanna... go for the kinky boost, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Thank you, wow. No, I do, I, I've been wanting to try this. This is from Phipps, um, based in Northampton. Um, I believe this is brewed for the um, show Kinky Boots when it came to the Derngate in Northampton. Okay. So, beer specifically Very brewed for the, uh, for the musical, which Should I haven't I seen. Should I wash the glasses out quickly? Yeah, have a, have a wash okay. out. Okay. You uh, talk about the beer. Yeah, so um, uh, it's, a, it's a rye, red, uh, red, red rye. Red, red rye. rye. Red rye. Red rye. Red Rye, so Royal and Durngate and Northampton's renowned Phipps Brewery have collaborated on this special Red Rye in celebration of Kinky Boots the musical coming home to where the story started. Yeah. Phipps Kinky Boots, an outrageous in-your-face brew, an out-and-proud celebration of fearless flavour and edgy individualism in a beer. Red in tooth and claw, unapologetically hoppy, is in its heart. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there you go, then. Kinky Boots, obviously based in... Uh, is that Owls Barton, what I believe? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah. Um, I, I've I've seen, I have seen the show. You have, because I haven't. Yeah, is, it a good, is it a good show? No, in the West End. <laughs> it's fabulous. Yeah. It is fabulous. And actually, two weeks ago, we went to watch uh, Tina, the musical, about oh, yes. the life and times of Tina Turner. Yeah. Absolutely fabulous. Incredible. You know, I went into it thinking... I know a few Tina Turner songs, but this isn't going to be for me. By the end of it, I'm there, hands in the air, shouting simply the best, <laughs> waving along, dancing about, having an absolute whale of a time. Fantastic. So, highly recommend. Uh, 4.8 out of 5. <laughs> for me. Didn't realise this is a musicals review. Where were, you, yeah. where, were you, uh, where were you set? Were you River Deep or were you Man in Iron? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, I just, I just absolutely started pouring that. <laughs> I started pouring that and I just I thought it was only me for a second. Yeah. I don't think we've had too many red, uh, red owls. I certainly don't think we've had a red rye uh, on the podcast. We've had a, I feel like we've had a rye at, but I, I sometimes go for rye beers because I quite mm. like the, the, um... There's your glass back. your glass, like, yeah, and you just nicked his. I know it's a nice glass. I'm just but... looking at it, sorry. Um, yeah, because I quite like the uh, the kind of spiciness that rye brings to it. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> mm. <laughs> sorry, like you're just doing like fake. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah, tell me more. Please tell me more. So, yes, um, fuck you. Spicy, <laughs> spicy. I don't know if it smells... I can't say it smells spicy. I'm not going to say that because no, I don't it's think got, it, it does. It smells no. like quite... It's got quite an aroma, though. It's quite like a a mix of... It smells quite earthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, you kind of looks at it as well. Like, there's no, oh, no clarity on that at all. spiciness, actually. Yeah. It is hazy. It's very hazy. It is hazy, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I am picking up on that spiciness. I don't, I'm not quite sure. It's Maybe more like, it's more like aromatic taste. spices rather than... like, like yeah, well, not, not like chili yeah. spice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, no, no. What spice? Chili. Oh, was it cheese? <laughs> cheese spice. Cheese spice. Ooh. Oh, you know that was <laughs> cheese too spicy. <laughs> yeah, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Cheers, lads. Yeah. Hashtag all the biz. <laughs> hashtag friends forever. <laughs> hashtag friends forever. <laughs> Actually came up with some pretty bad hashtag ideas for names for this episode before uh, before we recorded. I like them. Um, yeah, they were all terrible. <laughs> what do you think? It's nice. It's got, like... <laughs> um, it's got... It's quite like um, sort of red berry fruitiness, I think, flavours there. Um, not as much spice as I would have liked from the rye. And again, I think we talked about rye before, but I don't know if it's supposed to give any other flavours other than some spiciness to it. Mm. But I'm not quite picking it up. There's a little bit like in the aftertaste for me. There's a bit of like peppery spiciness, but nothing. But again, it might because it's... Is it supposed to be more sort of an aromatic spiciness? I don't know. Mm. It says it's unapologetically hoppy. Do you agree? 
I mean, obviously, yeah. But then I suppose unapologetic doesn't necessarily mean that it's aggressive. It's just it's unapologetic about the level of hoppiness that yeah. it is, and that could still be a fairly middling level. Yeah, exactly. Do you think they should be a bit of I would go to the point of saying unapologetic about it. It's not kicking you in the mouth. No. It's 4.9%. Cheers. Cheers. It doesn't drink that. doesn't drink it, no, I was going to say. It's sad, I think it does. No, um... Why? What are you saying? Above? No. He drinks below? No. I reckon about four. I would have said four. Yeah. I probably, yeah, I probably would say it's... That. I'd probably say it is where it is. Middle fours. So Again, it's not lower. like... It's not, out, it's, not, it's not something that's blowing my mind, but it's a perfectly solid... No, there's a kind of... Beer. A sweetness there that I don't really get on with. Mm. It's almost like it's just... Well, it's just sweet for beans. It's not like... um. A sweet flavour from, like we said, like a a toffee or a caramel or a, a fruity sweetness. Yeah. It's just a, almost yeah. like it's an artificial sweetener type thing. I'm not saying that for artificial <laughs> sweeteners, is it? Dropped a few splendour in there <laughs> before bottling up. But it just it just seems a bit like it's yeah, just slightly overly sweet for me. And I don't actually think I think one bottle would be enough. And it's not not because of the ABV or anything. Just the you know, it's nice, but. Hmm. Mm. <clears throat> I, don't know, I think it kind of just loses everything in the aftertaste as well. I think you get that kind of initial burst of, as you say, that kind of sweet flavour, and then it sort of dies off. I it's think, almost like a, that. it's got like a squash type feel sort of flavour and feel, yeah. feel to it and stuff and taste, where it's just like, yeah, just a bit overly, overly sweet. Well, we'll see. But yeah. I'd like to. It might be one that's like it'd be interesting if if it is on light and cask. Would those flavours come out differently? Would it actually be, yeah. you know, would, would it have a slightly different flavour profile, maybe a bit less sweet? I don't know. Well, but I like, because I like Phipps <clears throat> as a brewery, so it, I'm slightly disappointed, but yeah, it's not. You've got to think as well, it's, it's kind of a promotional beer as well, isn't it? So you, I, kind of, yeah. I kind of wonder how, how quickly they got this out, how much thought went into I'm sure plenty of thought did go into it but um, yeah do you think it was kind of a prime sort of uh, beer for them you know they were they kind of thinking the same way that they treating it the same way that they make their other beers yeah I think we have to assume that they would I, I, I would assume that, that they would I can't imagine that they would go well, into yeah, it I just realised yeah of course it probably probably would just have been in bottles wouldn't it I but, can't imagine yeah. it ever been on but actually, oh, on on the okay. on the flip side of what I was saying there, yeah, obviously this is promoting show, and this is probably going to be one of the beers that gets more publicity for them because I'm I'm fairly sure that at the Derngate they were, you know, selling that. Yeah. Whereas I don't I don't think that there's other Phipps products at the Derngate as far as I'm aware. Don't know. So this is probably one of their more popular out there beers. So yeah, by that token, you probably would think would say that they did put a lot of time and effort into this. Yeah. I what are your thoughts? Actually? I don't dislike it. I've not got a million things to say about it. Mm. I think that the rye adds a subtle hint of something that piques an interest. But after three, four, five sips of it, my interest in that has subdued. Yeah, somewhat. it's definitely so weird, yeah. The first few were interesting and you're trying to sort of work out what's going on in there. But um, yeah. I think you get a sense of it after a few so it's probably a one pinter for me but a one pint that i would be fine with and enjoy hmm. yeah no I, I totally agree with you on that one. i wonder yeah. if it could, it could just do with a bit more i think a nice sort of little hit of bitterness would have been would have gone quite well with that sweetness but for me it's just it's just sweetness yeah i think it comes with it there's no kind of it is a bit of hoppiness there but then there's no it doesn't seem like the same level of sort of bitterness to come back uh, to match it I wonder if that would make it sort of just a bit more interesting. I don't know. I think, I think there is but... a there is a as well as an earthy <clears> smell. <throat> there's, there's a reasonably earthy note in the flavour profile, and I think that that does balance against the sweetness a bit. Mm. But I agree that it's probably slightly too far yeah. towards the sweet. I think where the loose head, you know, the loose head wasn't chock full of bitterness at all, really. It's kind of same as that, but I don't think it suffered because of that. And I think I agree with you there, Tom, that maybe just that extra little bit of bit of bitterness might have uh, pushed it into something being a little bit something else. It's yeah. it's a so, it's a solid beer, but it's not a remarkable 
yeah. beer by any, any stretch. From like, especially from what they can produce. Exactly, yeah. Um, and probably beers that would probably feature a bit more on FIPS actually, because we're not. Yeah, exactly. Have FIPS beer on before? We have, um, I, I, like we I have had a FIPS very early on, the Stout episode. Um, I had a, I'm pretty sure it was a FIPS. Was it FIPS or... I'm fairly sure it was a Phipps early on. Um, I'm fairly sure I've had a Phipps for a guest ales as well. Mm. But um, yeah, no, they, they, yeah, Phipps do um, do do some cracking beers. Um, I don't know if I'd rank them, rank this one up there. No, quite with the rest no, of them. No, I would. But um, on untapped, I'm that could be like a two, two and a half I don't, for me. It, it'd be odd. I don't know if they obviously allowed it into the theatre when you're watching the show, but it'd be an, it'd be an odd beer to try and enjoy a show with. Sure. Yeah. Then again, I suppose any sort of beer to go with a musical is a bit of a. Yeah, they try to match it to go with. The... I mean, well, that, it's a, it's a red rye. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, isn't I it? I have seen yeah. the. Well, because I have seen the show. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I'd necessarily characterise that as thematically fitting no. with the sort of things that come out in the show. Well, it's, it's a red rye, isn't it? I think they're kind of. Yeah, there's a lot red, of red. red. Red boots. There's a lot of yeah, red, red in the show. Boots, yeah. 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 So that's probably where they're. Themes come from, so mm. yeah. Do we want to pour the next one and talk while we drink? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yes, and then so you know, meaty. Let's go for a meaty yeah. topic. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, do you want to? I'll crack one. Crack. Yeah, well, we're just cracking. So open we're cracking the open the Powerwell Pale Ale from Langton Brewery, four and a half percent. This is a brewery thing I said on the Christmas podcast. Just really excited about. Yeah, um, this is part of their craft. More crafter offerings. They still kept their kind of traditional ales, so like the Incline Plain, Bullseye Stout. Um, I bought that Rainbow Bridge out, but I think that's yeah. more that still leans to more towards the kind of classic bitters. But um, they've got this, the Jabba, which is a West Coast and IPA, and oh, what's the lager called? I can't remember. But that's all the canned range, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so got yeah, yeah. So they they've got sort of a craftier can range, um, and this is this is one of them. So yeah, yeah. No, really looking forward to this. As as we said, yeah, Langton is definitely one that we're uh, we're particularly looking forward to trying more of this year. So I mean, that's it. That's not. <laughs> you need to have most of it, and then a tiny little bit will go between the rest of it. Okay. Yeah. So so yes, because we're talking about kind of the classics, weren't we? So Beaver Town. Yes, mate. Camden. I'll give you a bit more of that, Mark. Thank you. I'll finish off. Beaver Town, Camden. Beaver Town, Camden. Um, and those sort of bit. So I was kind of thinking, well, well, I'm kind of sitting there in Camden, and I think Becky had asked me a question about them. Um, she, it was quite a big. It was. Um, is this. So what constitutes craft beer? So that's not the question I'm going to so ask. So the you. question. So yeah, that's kind of the that's question. That's the question. But then yeah. I, so, so I sort of mentioned, oh, well, you know, they're. This is like a lot of what they've got on is like the core range. They've got some specials on. They're actually owned by AB and Bev, who own Budweiser. Uh, and I sort of, and it got me thinking about just, well, I've had some Beaver Town, obviously, we know, um, it bought out or partnership, whatever, with Heineken. And then there was the news yesterday, so today's the 26th, yeah. <laughs> Friday, Friday the 25th. About Fuller's and their sort of beer arm being taken over by Asai mm. uh, for a ridiculous amount of money. 250 million, million I think, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was kind of my question was at this, so with all these acquisitions going on and acquisitions have passed, does it really, does it really bother you that you're drinking beer that is owned by a, a far bigger company? Because for me, I was sitting there drinking my gentleman's wit and necking the neck oil and I just thought... I don't actually give a shit because it's really good beer for no, me. I, I, so I just wonder what your thoughts I were. I fully agree. I think we touched on it when the Beavertown news hit last year um, and we had a podcast and we kind of discussed briefly about whether we would you know, continue to have Beavertown or not. And I think, mm. we, over, well, I think we all said yes, we probably would. I, I, yeah, I think in the position that we're in um, as just you know, beer drinkers, just average pundits, um, yeah, I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. As long as the beer's still tasting good, that's the important thing. You know, if Beaver Town 
start bringing out, start altering recipes. You know, if Heineken's pushing them to that or what, or what have you. I know Beef Town have probably come out. They've come out and said that they're not going to be altering. Yeah, they said they've still yeah. got you know full control of what but, they're doing. Yeah, f- you know, for now, as we say, you never yeah. you never know what could happen down the line. Um, you know, if the recipes change to make it a less good beer. Try and get some sort of grammar out there. <laughs> less, less, less good, good. beer. Um, then, yeah, then I'd, that's probably where I'd take issue. But then they would notice that because pe- if people, a lot of people start taking issue with that, then yeah, yeah, it's gonna hit. It's gonna hit them badly. But um, you know, while the recipe's still there and while the beers are still good, it doesn't. It doesn't bother me personally, and I would still continue to have, continue to have those beers. Yeah. Actually, oh so, no! I, sorry, I do. Yeah, I agree. I think in yeah. terms of yeah, certainly the the standards of the beers. If it's if it's staying up there and it's tasting like they did when they were more independent, I guess. Yeah. Then then yeah, it'd be more than happy. And I think yeah, there's opportunities as well for them. If with that more money, I guess they can be better at being more consistent. Mm. I guess with yeah. if they've got better equipment, or whatever. I don't know. Um, they can be more consistent. But then also they've got the opportunities to bring out. You know, more exciting. Well, not say more exciting, but some exciting experimental beers or things like that that yeah. maybe they wouldn't have been able to do before. Yeah, and if it gives them that scope. Then yeah, they, they've hit the. They can make more beer. Um, so I agree on the sort of recipe front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ashley. So I suppose the flip side would be if you ignore the beer, are there any other elements of it that perturb you? So. Things like some of the ethical business practices of those bigger to companies. That, yeah. So yeah. it's it's things like the ways in which some of those big companies can manipulate the markets to suit their own ends and make things more difficult for independent breweries. The way in which they can put pressure on some of those sole premises licensees you know licensors and stuff like that so you know landlords who've got one pub yeah what sort of power do they have going into negotiation with a company as big as heineken to whether they stock the full range of these beers or only some of them or none of them all of those sorts of things so the way in which they can damage the smaller breweries just by enforcing their sheer weight on some of the middle consumers is a concern and it goes against I think some of the core principles of what being independent and what being craft is all about yeah. is yeah. that actually it's it's not it, it obviously is about the beer but it's also about the community and you're part of something and you know that it might be a reasonably large community but it's still tiny in comparison to some of these absolute behemoth companies so when some of the more established more well-known more high profile of those craft breweries then seems to be getting into bed with one of those giant global corporations that's where people start to think shit you know there isn't as much of a distinction between the two of us as we thought there is and it's actually quite easy to go from being one to being part of the other and how much are those companies like uh, Beaver Town and stuff like that going to start being part of those practices yeah. that makes people dislike mm. those absolute that, macro breweries as much. Because that was the big thing with Heineken, wasn't it? I think a lot of people picked up on the ethical stuff that or unethical yeah, and stuff you can, that, that Heineken perhaps have been up to. Yeah, And, and I think that's, yeah, like I so said, that's one thing um, that when... Mm, when I said a lot of people have problems with big companies taking them over, and again, Becky asked why, and so yeah, the the ethical stuff, and yeah, I think it's just how much you sort of you feel like that does affect what you're now sort of drink. What's well, drinking it's it's a balance. It's a balance. So you know, the positives are there will likely be more of those beers that everyone generally acknowledges are good. So, Beaver Town beers, everyone pretty universally says they're good beers. We mm. like them. Yeah. So for those to be more widely accessible, um, available in a wider variety of locations in different dispense methods and all these sorts of things because of the the weight that sits behind them now is objectively a good thing to happen because people like them. 
The downside is that's another pump clip or two pump clips that could have been taken up by a different independent brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's pubs. But or... do you think? Do you think though that pubs though are they would more likely than not want to save those pump clips for local beers or for independent beers? Because I think it really depends on the pub. Well, it? yeah. If, I guess it, was, it, if it was beer pub, house, I think there's probably um, then, more. Yeah. There's going to be more people, or certainly more pubs like that that. I think would rather champion those sort of beers than having like the full range of Beaver Town on, for example. Yeah, but at the end or... of the day, you're running a business and you've got a number of people who will want a macro lager. So yeah. you have yeah, to cater sure. to those people. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a pub that has Heineken as your macro lager option and they say to you, we supply you with this, and you know they start to dictate terms about, we also now want to be seeing... Beaver Town on your on your pump clips. We want to be having a core range like a, a neck oil on at all times, and we'll have a rotating special that will come in from from Beaver Town. Yeah, you know, as a as a landlord, it might be difficult. I don't obviously don't know the ins and outs of the trade, but mm. it might be difficult in those situations to go back to Heineken and say, no, sorry, we we our agreement is just for this macro lager or whatever. I don't know. It depends on what sort of power they have. But if Heineken then say, well, well box to you, we'll just stop supplying you. We're going to cut you off and that's the end of your supply of Heineken lager. What sort of situation does that put a landlord in? So it's it's things like that. It's that sort of creeping death by suffocation mm. that pushes out the number of available clips for those local things. Because in an ideal world... That's, I'm sure, what every landlord would want is a row of exceptional local fresh yeah. beers yeah. as well as some stuff that caters to the masses. Mm. But in reality, people are tied into these these supply arrangements and these contracts that mean that some of these bigger companies have exceptional amounts of power to go in and dictate what people yeah. sell yeah. and how if they it, sell it. It feels like the reality now is that you're going to get two very different sort of pubs you're going to get yeah you know, your um your beer houses for uh, say for example where you're going to get your your kind of full row of local and uh fully independent craft yeah. stuff and then you're just going to get the polar opposite <clears throat> you say you get somebody who's you know has heineken as their prime prime lager and then just basically dictates off the back of that um i, I think you know i think a lot of pubs may be going that way and to find a pub that's going to be best of both worlds I think might, you know, as as we said, we don't know the ins and outs of it, but it feels like further down the line that could be where we're heading. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I yeah. don't, but it's it's one of those things that concerns me. I think that was purely me playing devil's advocate because I think I don't necessarily give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of that. Well, no, it's interesting because like when you mention it, you sort of think, you know, I, I totally, <clears throat> I do agree with it all. You know that there there are some unethical practices and there's the threat of independent but that's because i think i think i'm more comfortable with it because i know that i i think most of the time i drink independent and i'm drinking local and i'm you know supporting that so it's not like i'm solely going well i'm only going to drink um camden beaver town uh Whoever's being bought out, <laughs> um fullers you know know it's not like so i feel like um I can kind of, I don't know, I can live with it that I'll have some neck oils and yeah. have a, a gentleman's wit. Yeah, obviously, um, well, obviously, we look deep into this stuff and we, we know the ins and outs of it and we're probably part of a minority. And, you know, in, 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 in a way... <laughs> what do we I know? would say the exact opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, as in, we no, look very shallowly. No, as in, we, you know, we have a beer podcast and we, we talk about beer and we focus on craft beer a lot. Yeah. But we're, we are very much in the, in the minority in that sense. So, you know, the vast majority of people aren't really going to care. Are they? No. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think if you look at it from a purely selfish point of view, which is what I've done in terms of thinking about whether or not I would have those beers again, then, yeah, as long as the beer's good, that's all That's all that matters to me. I totally agree that, you know, don't like some of the bad unethical things that go on, but... It's, it's, a ca- so, it's, it's like everything. So, you know... People will buy the things that they like, and if what if that thing happens to come from an absolute giant chain, 
then fine. If it comes from some tiny independent retailer, then fine. It's like, you know, within the town, we've got a plethora of places that you can go in and get a handmade sandwich. Yeah. How many people go to those compared to going to Subway? You're getting virtually exactly the same product. You're getting a sandwich and you're telling someone what you want in it. So you're getting what you want. But people will go to Subway because they know the product. They know the product. They know exactly what it is. And they know that if they go to any Subway anywhere in the country, you're going to get the same same sandwich. As long as you say the same words to them, you're going to get the same sandwich everywhere you go. So that's what people value in that instance. And it's exactly the same here. People know that if you go in and you have a neck oil in Market Harbour, Leicestershire, it'll be exactly the same as the ones we had in Stratford yeah. a few weeks ago. It'll be exactly yeah. the same as when you get in Newcastle. It will be the same with a few you know, variables around cellar conditions, all that sort of stuff. Obviously. Yeah, sure. But, you know, whereas you can have massive variants if you're choosing someone like, you know, the... the places you get a sandwich in town might have completely different bread suppliers so one of them might be absolute trash and one might be really really good they might have different places they get their cheeses and their hams and their sort of salads and stuff like that which means that everything is subtly different and actually it's different every time they do it Mm. so i think that's where people's decision has to come in you know do you take that chance on variability to support local or do you go with something you know is going to be solid and just have to suck up the fact that there might be some ethical questions. Mm. But we don't know that there are. Yeah. You know, we know that Heineken do some of them. We don't know if Beaver Town is part of that. So it's it's all speculation. So at the end of the day it comes down to the consumer and yeah. we're if, not directly linked to that. We're not linked into that. But it, it all comes back to the point for me is if you have something that's shit it doesn't matter if it's local or not. I'm not going to have it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not going to keep persisting, chewing on some absolute dog shit beer just to go, but at least yeah, I'm supporting the local yeah, Leicestershire yeah, yeah, economy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just going to move on to something that I like. And if that's macro, that's macro. Yeah. So you just drink what you like. <laughs> if you yeah, like yeah, something, yeah, I think that's, it, yeah, I think that's the overall kind of... It's a good way to sum it up. Yeah, good way, good summary well, there. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. That was a nice... That was a conversation that I wanted. Thank you. That's brightened my <laughs> thoughts on it. On the it's subject. not what the audience no. wanted, but it's what you wanted. Well, yeah. No, it was good. Thank you. Um, uh, now we're going right. to have uh, some well, we've, we've had the... local independent beer. Yeah, well, yeah, we <laughs> have. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't been sullied by the big um, corporations. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the, yeah, the power pay though, again. Um, I had a bit of a sniff. I've already had at least four sips. Oh, that's, oh no, I've been drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but on the on the nose, cheers, boys. If you've already had the sips. On the nose, it's nice and fruity, isn't it? Yeah, it's really Absolutely, juicy. Yeah. yeah, it's really juicy. What were, you, what were your initial juicy. reactions with the sips that you had? With the sips, really hoppy, really juicy, really really drinkable. Um, mm, really fair hoppy. amount of mm. hoppy bitterness on the aftertaste. Like I've still got it now. Of bitterness for me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's ideal. So I could probably Finally, do the, yeah. like, uh, I could I could manage a bit more, but actually for me, like for my sort of taste, I think that's that's up there with yeah. About as much as I can not handle, but <laughs> I'd like. Um, no, that's perfectly hoppy, though, isn't it? That's, mm. Yeah. It's lovely. That's you know, so really well. fruity. It's a sort of almost peachy, yeah, peachy fruit. Yeah. yeah. Sort of subtly sweet, soft fruit type sweetness. And um, it's got quite a nice mouthfeel as well. It's got yeah. a bit of carbonation. It's really, really it's kind light, of like but a bit of... of thickness to it. Yeah. A little bit. Obviously, with the sort of, it is quite hazy looking. Well, it is hazy, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's quite well, it's dark. Quite dark, it, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's quite hazy. Um, that sort of orangey peachy um, look to it. And it. Yeah, yeah it looks a good beer as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Right. Here's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Go All right. I'm calling it now. We're gonna start a beer of the year competition. Oh, okay. Yeah? yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those things that every time, every time we get to December and someone <laughs> posts their golden pints, we all sort of have a conversation. Oh, I can't fucking remember what we are doing <laughs> here, so we can't do a gold. So we're starting Perfect with now. Of us, by the way. Everything goes Con- on. Task. Limited to, well, I'm going to say limited to things we have in this forum in the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So as of right now, this is my beer of the year, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> by which okay. I mean, it's my favourite of the three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there we go hashtag beer of the year 2019 I I think I need to get to the end of it because I really did like the year no of the the beer of of this beer Um, because I really did like the loose head but this is like this is absolutely sensational superb 
It is superb. <laughs> God bless you, Sue. Susan Perb. Susan Perb. Yeah, it's exceptional. Um, yeah. It's everything I wanted it to be. I wasn't expecting it to be as juicy and as hoppy. Oh, so mate, that was a pleasant jabber. surprise. We didn't even the read The jab is like yeah. next level, I think. Well, that could be beer of the year then. That could be beer. <laughs> I think, I actually, I genuinely think I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I think if you add the jabber, you'd say that's But I have to year. have it in this forum. Well, So it'll have to be in this forum. But maybe over the summer, we'll get that on. Did, I, did uh, either of you read the um, thing? I on can't. The I can't read it. Um, it says uh, Equinot and Columbus hops dominate this beer to create an exciting range of flavours. A citrus grapefruit nose is followed by a tropical fruit, berry, and subtle papaya taste. Mm. This juicy pale ale will satisfy those curious taste buds. So, not peach at all, but, you know, I was in that. Well, it's, you said you know, fruit. I was fruity. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> fruity. But, yeah, because the uh, Jabba is obviously West Coast IPA. So I think it's just it's just a bit bigger, isn't it? It's slightly more alcoholic. It's um, but these two are. Oh. One other thing I'd like to do I really this want to year. Try the, out. The, other, the other thing I'd really like to do this year is kind of keep tabs on what hops we're having, right? Because I know we kind of get lost with like, oh, have we had this yeah. hop? Or, like, hop, of yeah. hop, hop of the year, hop of the year, yeah. <laughs> That's why we need to do a single hop series. Hop of the year, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, well. But um, yeah, so Equinot and Columbus make up this one. So, well, uh, I like Equinot and Columbus now. <laughs> because of this. They're my yeah. hops. Oh, no, right. wait. Is it, just, is it just that they work well together? I think it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not finding beers that are just single, yeah, single that's hop. That's the beauty of it, Mark. Equinot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it because it? Is it they work together well? Yeah. Would it, could Equinot work with Simcoe? Who knows? We don't know. We don't, could yeah. it work on its own? We're going to have to try every conceivable combination of hops. Ooh. 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 No, it's been, no. It's been hitting the nuts. It's all right. <laughs> say it. No, because I've already it, talked huh? about it off the podcast for some reason. Uh, okay, so well, that's good to listeners. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, just realising how good uh, the sea bomb is from Arbor. Yes. Uh, it was because I was thinking of the Citra yes. hop um, that we obviously like anyway, most people like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, because we had that very early on in the podcast. Um, yeah, too early. Too early. What do you mean? We weren't ready for it. It no, was, I think it was probably like, too, too exceptional for our waste. Until, until the milkshake idea, that was my top rated. Uh, I reckon it was what? Untapped. Second or third? It's later, uh, later than that. Later than that. Yeah. Because yeah. second you weren't there, third was stout, stout. so maybe fourth yeah. or okay. fifth. Yeah, good memory. Fifth anyway, but I hadn't drunk it since. And I had it uh, yesterday, and fucking hell, it's good. <laughs> been. Oh, we had it in the bottle, didn't we? And it's it, now it's in the it's in the pint can. Oh, yeah, God, it's just so, it's, it's an amazing like beer. Yeah, thank you for getting that for me as well. That's okay. <laughs> no, I made you. Go. I bought one. Yeah, yeah, I bought one. That was a, that oh. was a four point seven five for me on untapped. That was absolutely phenomenal. So I'm really looking forward bit. to having it out of the can. Um, um, but yeah. So yeah, so having I think yeah maybe us trying to have some single hop stuff. I th- yeah, I think a big focus on hops. On I think this could journey. be this could be our year of the hop. This really good. Um, that was episode seven. Oh, so it was early days. Right? Bitter the devil, you know. That's class. Is that when you tried to say the title, but you oh, I can't remember what you said. Um, I mean, I could play it in some kind of meta. <laughs> Bitter the devil, you know. No, yeah, no. Um, Tom came came up with that title idea. But, I did, um, didn't I? Yeah, but you cocked it. Um, I can't remember. It doesn't you, sound like yeah. you at all, mate. Doesn't sound no. like you at all. Oh, uh, but yeah, no. a long time ago. That's the 9th of September, two thousand and seventeen. Fucking hell! Exactly. Yeah. What were we doing then? The Black Podcast. Pit has just started. <laughs> yeah. Well, so who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Unbelievable. But well, yeah, um, um, as, yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to revisit, and we we are going to revisit. Spoiler alert: We are going to revisit. Um, some beers this year. Do you want to talk about what we're going to do in the next year? I, I think I think so. I think I think it'd be nice to talk about it. So um, yeah, if you if you remember, should I from, go and get it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So if you remember last year, um, <laughs> February, uh, we t- had a, a Neutron Star from Atom Brewery, um, and I believe we had it on the same episode as the Yellow Belly. I think we did. Yes. Is that right? Do you reckon? Yeah, I believe. Well, I believe it was a Bico. I think it was a Bico, Bico killer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this will kind of be Bico revisited because uh, obviously we said at the time that we were going to keep uh, a couple of bottles aside and one of them was going to be kept for a year. Um, and it's coming up to that year now. So we are going to revisit the um, Neutron Star. 
and see uh, see what it's like after a year of of being kept in safe hands. We've got another one, haven't we? We have got another one. Yeah, I've got one at home so as I well. I think we should age for five years. Well, I think we said three initially. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I mean, <laughs> no, I th- well, didn't, yeah, didn't we say it was going to be? I can't our... remember what we said. I mean, it doesn't go until twenty thirty uh, something, so we could. Yeah, yeah, I think we said that because we said by the time it's twenty thirty, it'll be like our fortieth birthdays. Yeah, so I'm fairly sure we said oh, we we're going to hold it, it until yeah, 2030. Yeah. So only another 11 years to go. Yeah, it was yeah. the 11th of February 2018. If we're still it was friends, on, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> it was on with Yellow Belly yeah. and the uh, number four in the Malter Ego series from Dansbury, which is now, now Wonder Beyond. Wonder Beyond. Yeah. Oh, right. So um, yeah, and we will oh, have that as well with the. Hell, it's a wax top. Yeah. <laughs> we will have that with the. Let's uh, open it now. Last. Edition of the Yellow Belly. Yes, yes. we've um, luckily managed to obtain um, some. So, friend of the show, uh, Tom from um, Saint Bruin, a bit of his homebrew um, sort of arm. Uh, yeah, just texted me the day saying, "Do you want one of some of these?" And picture of the Yellow Belly, and yeah. So I'm quite chuffed. I think we may have. I don't know. I imagine they're flying off the shelves yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. off the shop the online shop so yeah really pleased we got them they yes, thank came, you they were that. delivered yeah. weren't they they were they he he sent me a photo of them had it in his hand so yeah fantastic so we're going to get that on yeah it's kind of revisiting i mean um i don't know if i can find any more malter ego but uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, let's see. Well, uh, I mean, I've got the jam. Yeah, I was going to say, say, yeah, yeah, the, with it come well. yeah so that, that's good. That's definitely going to be Bico revisited. We might try and get Tom about... on the podcast with us on that one, um, but he is expecting, or is what his uh, girlfriend expecting? Yeah, a baby. Say he's not expecting um, <laughs> a baby. So yeah. we'll try and get him on because we wanted to get him on for he's um, obviously does a little bit of home brewing and he's quite yeah. knowledgeable um, on his beers. So yeah, it'd be he, nice he will to, put nice us to him on. He would. He would absolutely put us to shame. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. So yeah, a big thank you to Tom for that. And, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to revisiting, um, seeing what the differences uh, are in the Yellow Belly. One of our favourite beers. I think we said it was our favourite from last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, seeing what this uh, what this is like after a year. Yeah, we'll have to get hold of a um, current edition, won't we? Yeah. So we can. Well, that's gonna be a big night. Or oh, just listen to the old. Episode. Yeah. No, I quite like to have another beer with it. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do a commentary on our old uh, old podcast as we uh quite happy with that. Director's cut. Yeah. Yeah, you could just there you go. Yeah. More that, that's that's have. not gonna be a fucking difficult editing job. There's it? um there's one thing I forgot to say, the last right. thing on the Christmas episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think we did say this. Um but I just like to thank Mark for all his um time and efforts editing. Over the uh, the last year, um, yeah. so keep it a mark. Thank you very much. No, no problem. No one else wants that. to do it. No, well, yeah, we'd be dog <laughs> no, shit at it. I haven't got a, a laptop that could do no. it. No, it is the only option, but at least yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing we have. But uh, no, uh, thank you, Mark, and keep keep doing a good job. No problem at all. Yeah. I actually really enjoy editing it. Um, it's the only time I listen to it as well. Like when it's done and everything, I don't actually listen to it because I've already heard it through. Yeah. Like. Multiple times as I try and cut bits out very, uh, very distinctly. So, um, but yeah, no, it's an absolute joy to edit it. I really do enjoy that process and kind of coming up with shitty jingles and uh, little backing music to stuff as well. Yeah, it's, shit. It's always we fun. haven't done a feature in ages. Like Tom's mean? travails, yeah. Ashley's yeah, question time, we haven't had a quiz, loads of those. Yeah. Because now. we've been underprepared most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I'm happy doing some like bit out and oh, yeah. Well, I think. Um, well, let's bring it all back. We will if be we're, if we're doing if we're doing a a beer from last year. We bring back some of those features. Yeah. Ashley's uh, question time's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you T- Tom, you go somewhere that, and okay. we can do Tom's Trevor's. I need to get a you, quiz. You, you start off somewhere. Yeah, you do a quiz Shit about quiz. IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> IPA, IPA, version two. I never had Three. a Three. I don't think I ever had a Four. <laughs> I just stole Trevor's once. I don't Craft think or I Crust? A... Uh, no, you, no, you haven't had a feature. No. Because I think, I the, prob- think so. the problem with the features is that we feel like we have to do something because you edit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we feel like we have to we contribute. I edit and say hello at the start. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think we'll be trying to make sure we do bring out um, more, well, not, say more, not more regular content. We've still got just, questions just, in the hat. Yeah, still, still got questions, questions in the hat. So, uh, we've still got more beers to drink. I'm sure and we'll more people to interview. Probably, yeah, probably revisit to... the cannibal run when it comes out this year. Um, oh, fuck me. So, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got we got a lot to lot to do, and Lots hopefully we'll do it to. this year. 
Um, yeah. So I think that about wraps it up for this episode of Men Behave Madly. So. Uh, I'd like to thank Tom. Thank you very much. I'd like to thank Ashley. Cheers, mate. And uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.